The Dummies of Horror are back. I'm your host, Tim. With me is the Mushroom Man. What's up, brother? How are you going? Howdy, howdy, howdy. You, are you pumped up? Are you ready to tackle these fucking decades? So pumped. Are you? So upped. Like, no, honestly, honest question. Are you excited to talk about these decades? I'm excited to talk about one of them. (laughs) Yeah, man, like this, this decade shit is, it's fun to do, but at the same time, it's kind of grinding. There's a lot, there's a lot to do. There is, man. I mean, at, at my own, uh, you know, I'm setting my own workload and I am piling it on. Yeah. You're doing way too much. Yeah. I agree. How many movies have you got for the twenties? Four. How many for the nineties? Six. Yes, fuck me. That's ten movies that you've done, dude. I did. Th- yeah. I did three per decade. That's and all. And can- plus uh, a couple of horrors on top of that. Oh shit! Yeah. See, see, this is what happens when you don't have kids. You get to do whatever the fuck you yep. want. That sounds amazing. I have been neglecting the horrors. I need to catch up, but I will get there. That's cool. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway. Welcome to the Dummies of Horror Podcast. This is episode 257. And if you didn't read the uh, episode before click- clicking play, then shame yep. on you. But we are we are continuing... Don't be so fucking lazy. <laughs> we are continuing... glance down at your fucking phone for two seconds. <laughs> My God. I know. I have to do all the work for you. Jesus. I know. So we're continuing our decades of lazy horror. bitches. <laughs> this time... It's the 1920s versing the 1990s. Oh boy, oh boy. What a fun debate this is going to be. Nice. Um, last time we did the 1950s versing the 1970s. I um <laughs> That episode, yes. that episode we both you and I, we yes. um we both picked the 70s completely. To 100%. <laughs> um, yeah, to 100%. And I put the poll out. I'm just trying to find it now. Yeah. I put the poll out for what the fans think is better, the 50s or the 70s. Um, so the 1950s got zero votes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The 1970s got 21 votes. Yeah. And for some reason, the 1980s also got four votes. Someone... <laughs> so, Jason Lloyd, thank you 
for putting in the <laughs> 1980s in this discussion. But, um, Thank you. Yeah. But, yeah. Zim Vader actually was the only one to mention that um, while he does agree that the 70s wins, he thinks it's closer than we gave it credit for. I like I I don't I don't hate oh well I I, I don't completely dislike any decade um, that we've watched so far. Uh, but I don't know, man. I just the seventies are so good. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I, I really like I really enjoyed the fifties movies. I, I genuinely did. Like the. The music balance was a bit better. There was like special effects. I loved all the sci-fi shit. I, I want to go back and watch more fifties movies because it was it was fun. But man, it's just it's the seventies, dude. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, there's so much. There's so many more ten out of ten films in the seventies compared to the fifties. Like I'd I'd say of the older ones, the fifties is probably one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Like of the pre sixties ones. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, it, it, it happened how it happened. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we're right now in the middle of this heated discussion of the decades. Um, next week we've got the 1940s versus the 2010s and the, the week after that, or the, the episode after that, we've got the eighties versus the sixties. And then we're going to have to come up with a winner beyond that but we'll get to that when we get to that right now we've got to talk about the 20s versus the 90s which decade is better we're gonna let you know but um yeah man if you got nothing else to say let's get into fucking shut the fuck up folks if you got nothing else to say we can um jump into the the bulk of this show let's do it let's do it all right let's do it how we always do it that is la question of the week. Question of the week. Yes, a question of the week for last time was, what's your favorite horror movie from the 50s decade? And uh, we had a few people come in and speak their minds, which is cool. So we'll start with Jordy Van Vuclis, who says, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Nice. Beedra Mind says, Diabolic. I don't know what that is, Bead. I'm sorry. I don't know what that is either. Uh, Chris Cameron says, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Much love. Darren Wilson, another Invasion of the Body Snatchers. There we go. Uh, Kevin Nez, Creature from the Black Lagoon. That sexy MILF. I mean, not MILF. Um, DILF. <laughs> Scott Crawford. <laughs> he can be my MILF. Whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. I fucking love Creature from the Black Lagoon. So do I. It was my number one of the of the decade. Uh, nice. Scott Crawford was. I'm torn between Invasion of the Body Snatchers, The Thing from Another World, Godzilla slash Godzilla, and House on Haunted Hill. That's cool. You didn't uh, pick his favorite at all. He just listed a bunch of movies. I yeah. I I honestly kind of forgot about House on Haunted Hill. That was up there. That could be up there for me too. Damn it. Um. Maybe you'll get a second chance. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, Donanelli says, if I thought Godzilla, King of Monsters, was a horror film, I'd say that as it's my favorite film of all time. For a straightforward horror film, it's Creature from the Black Lagoon, followed closely by Horror of Dracula. Nice. That's interesting, man. Like, 
some people don't um, don't put Godzilla. Don't count kaiju as horror movie. Yeah, I do. I mean, what's scarier than a fucking? I also do. Yeah, like, but then there's there's other people that don't class Jaws as horror movies, and like to each their own. I'm not going to get into it, but it's funny. I, how- I guess. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, I guess you'd count out creature features then, too, because it's like... Yeah. It's about as, well, scarier. What if giant shark? Yeah, it's right. It's right. Monster shark. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt... Oh, sexy Matt Wood comes in, and he says, House on Haunted Hill. There we go. One for that. Uh, actually, Cheryl Bird and Tiki Morris also said House on Haunted Hill. So, a lot of love for House yeah. on Haunted Hill. Yeah, I needed to watch that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Daryl Davis, who's my father, says them. Hello. Yeah, my, my fucking dad loves the 50s. I hear about it constantly. Back in the I 50s. I liked them. It was enjoyable. Them's cool. I love it how my dad said them, but put it like an emoji of a spider next to it. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't look at two of the legs. <laughs> pretty good your dad <laughs> pretty good yeah I, he yeah. probably wouldn't even realise he'd be like no that's an ant like dude it's a fucking, <laughs> I can see it's fangs he's like no that's just that's his chompers I don't know <laughs> those are his mandibles <laughs> anyway so question of the week for this time I didn't actually think of a question of the week I forgot about this the, segment the question the questions are pretty easy while we're doing this decade it is but I'm kind of over those questions, do you, do you, I'm giving you free range right What's now. What's your to- favorite 1920s horror movie? Can we not? No, do you want to do, what's your favorite 90s movie? Because sure. I'm actually interested. Yeah, I'm actually interested in the favorite 90s movie. That, you- that, that was my joke one. My, if, you, if you were like, no, but seriously, I would, I would say favorite 90s movie. Do you have one? Do I have one? Yeah. Mm, well, let me see what came out in the 90s and I'll get back to you. Okay, because I can tell you mine without a shadow of a doubt. My favorite 90s probably, movie. Probably Evil Dead 2, right? No, that was 87. The 80s and 90s? That was 87. Oh, fuck. You're fucking mm. wrong. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know. I can tell you mine right now, and this will never ever change. My favorite 90s movie is Misery. Let me check out my top 10 and I'll see what... Okay. Yeah, Misery is my favorite 90s movie because Kathy Bates is the greatest fucking actress in the entire world. And I'll fight that. You still looking for yours? Oh, I know what it is. What? It's Anaconda. I, um, I feel ashamed right now that I, uh, I didn't think of it quicker. Anaconda yep. is your favorite. No- well, that's like, I guess it's like the same with me and Jaws of Revenge. Yeah, uh, I actually had a lot. I had, th- I had three '90s movies in my top ten. Well, what are the other ones? Nine, ten. Yep. Uh, Brain Dead or Dead Alive. Yeah. Okay. And Frighteners. Oh, that's right. You have a boner for that movie. Yeah, I would just have a boner for Peter Jackson in the '90s. Yeah. And then he went on to do that fucking boring trilogy where they just walk. It's a good movie. <laughs> I'm going to get the nerds. I'm going to get so much hate for dissing Lord of the Rings right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I'm sorry. 
It was fu- It's fucking boring. I saw one of them in the cinemas and I hated it so much. I was so bored. And it wouldn't. It just kept coming up with false finishes. I'm like, oh, good, it's ending. Because it would fade to Did black. Did you watch the third one? Yeah. Well, no wonder you are lost. Yeah, pretty much. I got dragged along <laughs> That's to the your cinema. own stupid fault. I got dragged along... And told by the dude that I was going with that, like, this is the greatest trilogy ever since, like, Star Wars. And I'm not a Star Wars fan. Like, I don't... I appreciate the movies, but I'm not, like... It'd be like if you jumped in for Army of Darkness. Yeah, but but still, I can appreciate Army of Darkness. Like... That's fair. But Lord of the Rings is so story-heavy and shit. So if you're like, who's this guy? Well, what's this guy doing? (laughs) Yeah. Because it doesn't tell you. It assumes you've watched the first two. Yeah. I guess and or read the books. Maybe, maybe I should go back and rewatch those movies. But I really, I have no desire to. I really don't. If I, if I win some sort of horror for dummies thing, I'll make us do Lord of the Rings. How? It's a fucking horror podcast. There's ghosts in. <laughs> Barrogs are scary. We'll just bring back the Kaboon podcast and <laughs> for what episode? Call up Paley. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. I'm down. Uh, anyway, um, speaking about movies that we got a chance to watch, not yes. at the cinemas, but um, yeah, what horrors at our, at our home cinemas? That, that's right. What horrors have you done? What horrors have you done? All right, what horrors have you done? Do you want to go first, my dude? Uh, I've only done two, so you go for, I think you got like three or four or something. I've got four. One of them is not a horror movie though, but I do want to speak about it. Go. Uh, okay. So we'll go with a movie from 2024, obviously. This movie is called Clear Mind. Clear Mind. Uh, the story is a grieving woman uses her virtual reality therapy to exact revenge on her former friends. Sounds cool. It was, dude. It wasn't bad. I, I enjoyed this movie. It was intriguing for me. Um, I, I will say nothing happens. Really, nothing happens until like the fifty minute mark. Um, but Ugh, for some reason, yeah. But I was, I was in. Intri- I was like, I was invested in these characters for some reason. It, it's like a, it's like a small niche group of friends, right? Okay. And something happens to one of the. Like, one of the couples. Like, they're all different mm. couples, right? They're all friends. And something happens to one of the couples. And, um... I can't say what. I mean, I can, but I'm not going to spoil it. But, um... Yeah, for the first 50 minutes... It's really just... How the... Uh, watching these friends hang out. And I don't know why. I have no idea why, but I was invested in these characters. And then the horror okay. comes after the 50-minute mark. And, like, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, it's the best fucking horror movie ever, or anything like that. It was... It was fun. I, I had fun with it, but it's not without its... It's not without its flaws. Um, okay. Some of the characters being very unlikable. <laughs> but, um... Mm. And, and the story... I liked where the story went. It's got a little bit of a twist to it. What a twist. Um, but okay. overall, man, I, I enjoyed my time with it. It's probably not going to be a movie I rewatch, and it's probably going to be one of those middle filler of the year movies. So I'm giving it. There's been a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, dude. 
I'm giving it a 6.5 out of 10, so... Nice. Yeah, that's Clear Mind from 2024. All right. Um, I caught up and watched one of your ones. Oh, yeah. I watched uh, Scalper. Sorry to hear that. Me too. <laughs> uh, man, this is... Um, I mean, A, what an opening. Yeah. Like, really wide butthole opening. Yeah. Um, like, wow. <laughs> wow. Not... I, I don't know what the... Th- this director dude... Um, needs help. Do you want? Do you just want to explain what happens at the start so people can get a visual image? Sure. Uh, spoilers for Scalper. It's like the first five minutes. It's not going to spoil anything, but it's need. It needs to be said. Uh, I couldn't even tell you what happens in the rest of the movie anyway. Yeah. But uh, a dude gets fucked in the ass with a knife, right? So he's like stabbing this homeless dude. Uh, yeah, assumingly, I guess so. Um, he's stabbing this homeless dude in the butthole with a knife. Um, and there's so much shit <laughs> coming out of him and on the knife. Like, it's like, lay- like they've like just got a knife and just like layered <laughs> peanut buttery poops. Yeah. Um, all over this knife. Like, an uncanny amount. Like, it should be way more blood than should be shit on the knife. <laughs> but apparently... <laughs> He's just stabbing turds. Yeah. Um, it just, it was like, really make sure there's lots of shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's not that much. If you're like stabbing someone, it's going to be like, you could have flecks of it. Or even if there was a good amount, like it, blood would be what you'd be seeing more oh. of the bodily excrements. Like, uh, it just didn't make sense. So it annoyed me because it, it was just like, the dude was obviously just like, I want to see as much doo-doo on that knife as possible. <laughs> and like coming out of him. Yeah. Like, it was like he was shitting his pants as he was getting stabbed in the butthole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they used the, uh, like, they made, made sure it was extra poopity when they scalped him. <laughs> And pulled his scalp off. <laughs> um, it was so dumb. Like, it wasn't gory, like, in a good way. It it wasn't, like, it wasn't gory. It wasn't horny. It wasn't, like, shocking. It was just dumb. Yeah. Um, and that really, it kind of just perfectly set up the rest of the movie. I, I, t- I warned you. I said, you do not need to watch this movie. But you're like, nope. I need to do everything that you do. So I do. I have to. Hold my beer. Yep. And and I watched it. And um, it, it's definitely going to be on a list, for sure. <laughs> yeah, really? Reckon. Wow. I think so. I, I can't imagine just, like n- there being a lot of w- worse stuff than that. I, I gave it. And like where it's not dumb, it's boring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I gave it a three, which I think is generous. That is actually generous yeah honestly I could give it a 2 I mean for myself personally I enjoyed it more than Destroy All Neighbours so okay you didn't hate it actively I didn't hate it I was I was more bored that's fair 
But yeah. Yeah. It, it's like where it was trying to be shocking, it wasn't. Where it was trying to be gory, it was just dumb. And um, as far as the story, who knows what yeah. happened. But imagine getting raped in the anus with a knife. Oh, it'd be so much poo everywhere. It <laughs> 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 comes so hard again. Just thinking about it. Ew. All right, your turn. All right, so my next 2024 horror movie is one that just came out and I knew straight away when I saw the trail for this a few months back that I needed to watch this because it's a shark movie. Uh, this one is No Way Up. The story is characters from different backgrounds are thrown together when the plane they're traveling on crashes into the Pacific Ocean. A nightmare fight for survival ensures with the air supply running out and dangerous dangers creeping in from all sides those dangers are sharks <laughs> is that it's at the actual synopsis yeah it's a synopsis those yeah. dangers are creeping in from all sides and those dangers are sharks oh no no not <laughs> not that last oh gotcha part. okay thank you yeah. i was like is this how well written the movie is yeah I'm, I'm looking at the poster art right now and it's basically like a back an upside down jaws poster in a way Okay. Um, and there's heaps of great whites swimming around this plane. Um, none of the sharks in this movie are great white sharks. They all... Okay. I think they're all... Oh, they're all tiger sharks. So, nice. yeah, you got that wrong, movie. Why does every shark movie poster need to show great whites, even if there's no great whites in your movie? Like, it's okay... Because Jaws sells. I get it, but it's okay to show other species of sharks. There are other dangerous sharks in the world compared, like, like beyond the great white. Tiger sharks are sharks not to fuck with. Yep. They're scary. The bull shark is more dangerous than the great white shark. You can show a bull shark. It's okay. The mako shark looks more scary than the great white, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, it's a heap scary. What? The pool shark. They'll take your money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So no way up. This is a... um. A shark movie, so I'm definitely biased since I love shark movies. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this movie, but be prepared to turn your brain off because there is a lot in this movie that doesn't really make sense. Um, but overall, I enjoyed the film. I gave it a seven out of ten, which is nice. probably too high. But I, I'm, I, I, I'm. <laughs> I'm struggling this year with horror but, movies. There's really nothing. Sharks. <laughs> yeah, and it's sharks, man. Like the shark action is is okay. It's it's one of those lesser. Like like if we had a shark movie pyramid, obviously Jaws would be on top, and then below that you got like the shallows and forty seven meters mm. down, and then below that you've got like bait and like um, Shark Night three D. That's probably where this would fit, with like okay. Shark okay. Night 3D and, and things like that. So, like a, like a C tier. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 higher than the Sharknado, but um, not as high as as the other ones. We should do a shark movie tier list episode. I fucking love you. Let's do it. Yeah, we should do that. I'm for all, sure. I'm all for it. Anyway, so that's No Way Up. Um, came out recently, so I gave it a seven out of ten. Write that down somewhere. <laughs> um, okay. Your next one. My next one is... I was actually trying to look for Clear Mind and I couldn't find it, uh, but I'll get there. 
I I found a movie on uh, Tubi instead. Yeah. Uh, Pray for the Bride. From this year? Uh, yep. P-R-E-Y for the Bride. Oh, okay. Uh, let me find the old letterbox synopsis. Uh, a group of friends at a bachelorette party are stalked, tortured, and murdered by a masked figure who forces them to face a long-buried secret. Alrighty. Um, again, look, this was kind of a middle-of-the-road middle movie. Um, it had some sort of interesting plot points and stuff like that, but... It's a very uh, average movie, if that makes sense. Yeah, okay. So so a typical Tubi movie. Tubi movie. Yeah. It, it had a, like maybe like a little cool twist at the end, and I was like, okay, this, is, this isn't... Like, it, where it went from like a 5 out of 10 to a, a 6.5. Yeah. Um, but it's still... It's mostly still a 5 out of 10 movie. But uh, I, I gave it a 6.5. I, I enjoyed it a bit. You can watch it and then never think about it again. Fair enough. So yeah. it's called Pray for the Bride. Yeah, P-R-E-Y for the Bride. Is the bride the killer? Can't can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell me afterwards. All right. I'll tell you after. All right. So we'll check out Pray for the Bride. Alright, next one I've got is <laughs> Your reaction there was fucking great The next one I've got then is Hey, do you like HP Lovecraft? Mm-hmm. You like Cthulhu? Mm-hmm. There's a movie out called Gods of the Deep Cool So the story of this is When a daring mission leads a deep sea submarine team In a mysterious opening on the ocean floor they uncover a lost underwater world and awaken its ancient race of otherworldly beings. It's it's Cthulhu. It's a Cthulhu movie. Okay. Which which usually <laughs> like fuck yeah, Cthulhu, let's do this shit. This is a low budget love Lovecraftian horror. Got it. I enjoyed the story, but this acting is fucking atrocious in this movie. <laughs> okay. Complete with some of the worst dialogue I've ever heard. Let me let me just let me just explain. Let me just <clears throat> quote what two characters say to each other. One character says, "I have a I have a 7-month-old son." The next character asks, "What's he called?" Like not what's his name? What's he called? It's not a fucking dog. It's like who says that? Who says that about like a, a child? What's he called? I mean, I would have said, what do you call it? No, that's, that's the wrong thing to say. You ask what its name is, not what's it called. So it's, I don't know. No, no one seems to be about, like up in arms about this. Do, but I'm does just it like, do tricks? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, dude, this is a low budget movie, so I can give it a, a little bit of a slack, but it's still not very great. Um, Got it. I gave it a four. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Wasn't really a fan. Gods of the Deep. Go check it out. What's he called? Fuck me. Um, <laughs> is that all you got? Uh, yeah, I'm, I just had the two. 
Okay, last thing I'll mention, and this isn't a horror movie at all, but I, I've been waiting for this movie for a long time because I am a wrestling fan, so I checked out The Iron Claw. Have you seen The Iron Claw? Oh, no. Okay, so this is the true story of the Von Erich brothers who were a famous... Oh, wait. Zac Efron. Did I do Badland Hunter last week? I can't remember. No, I, I watched that last week. So you must have watched it. I think I also watched that. Oh, okay. I just forgot about it. Okay. Um, it was fine. Uh, I, I feel like it was what... Um, uh, like, what was that? That movie that came out last year with Batista. Uh, or a couple of years ago. Knock at the Cabin. No, the... Army the, of the, the Dead. Desert Zombies. Yeah. I felt like it was what that wanted to be. But Korean. Uh, kind of, except that was zombies and this isn't. Well, not really. Okay. Yeah, I get. But, I, uh, I see where you're coming from, though. I, I give it as M+. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, just just remembered that last minute I watched it before you left, and I forgot. Yeah, I think I think I came in with a seven seven out of ten as well for Badland Hunters, which yeah, is streaming it, on Netflix. It was fun. It had some cool fucking actiony moments. Uh, everyone was like, uh, did some cool acting and stuff, uh, and the story was cool. Korean stuff just doesn't miss sometimes, honestly. Even if it's like a meh Korean one, it's still enjoyable. Yeah, no, I I agree. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, do your... Because I'm actually curious to see if this is good. So, The Iron Claw... <clears throat> the Iron Claw is a story about a uh, the Von Erich brothers who were a famous wrestling family back in the 70s, 80s. And um, this is this stars, like, a few notable people. Zac Efron, um, Jeremy Allen White is in it. Um, and MJF is in it for, like, a split second. If you're a wrestling fan, you know who that is. Um, yeah, I like MJF was like talking it up like he was one of the brothers, right? He plays a cousin, but apparently they cut most of his scenes out. He's in it for like two seconds, literally two seconds. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So I was really excited about this because I know the Von Erich story. I know what happens with the Von, er- Von Erich brothers and all that stuff. So I was... Going into this expecting to, um, expecting to bore my eyes out, basically. Mm. I went into I this movie. I, I have no idea. Okay, so this might hit you harder than it hit me. Uh, I went into this with the highest expectations. But being very familiar with the family and loving pro wrestling for many years, I, I think dampened my thoughts in this movie. I feel. Because I'm I'm seeing so much positivity about this movie, and don't get me wrong, it's a, it's a well made <laughs> movie, beautifully acted. Zac Efron does a really good job. It is a really good movie, but because I'm familiar with the um the the, the story, I feel that they skimmed so much on important details that it lost some impact on me. Not to mention they didn't even bring up or mention. Uh, another brother because there was another brother in the Von Erich family and he was not even a part of this movie but oh really okay fuck him whatever (laughs) yeah yeah so they completely like just wrote him out but um 
I enjoyed it. I did. I, I was just, I was a little let down because, and I don't want to go into detail because you haven't seen it and I don't want to spoil it, but um, there was some things I... I question. Yeah. Were they, were they in any of the major wrestling thingies? Like, were they in WWF or WCW or anything like that? Yeah, they were, but they were more so in the NWA which is something that you probably didn't watch. Uh, Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes was in that. Um, One of the brothers was in WWF at the time for a short period. Um, If... What I would suggest you do is watch this movie first. And this is for anyone out there who's curious about it and hasn't seen it. Watch The Iron Claw first. And then if you want more of the family... Watch the Dark Side of the Ring episode on the Von Erich family. Because okay, I felt they focused on one of the brothers more than the rest of the brothers. And there is so much thing, there's so many things that happen with the rest of the brothers that are just overshadowed. And would have made so much more of an impact if they focused a little bit more on other brothers. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd really like to break it down and explain it to you, but I I don't. I want to watch it first. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but I will say this: Ric Flair, the character Ric Flair Ooh. is in this movie, and whoever they got—I don't know the actor's name—whoever they got to portray Aaron Ric Flair, Dean Eisenberg. Yeah, he was the wrong choice to play Ric Flair because Jesus. Was he like? Woo. No, <laughs> no, he was going I, at one point when he was in, he was in the ring, like, you know, everyone knows Ric Flair, like, woo, yeah. no, he was like growling it like, woo, woo. And I'm like, that's not fucking Ric Flair at all. That's Batman Ric Flair. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, nature boy. <laughs> yeah. Whoever casted Ric Flair in this movie should be fired immediately. But beyond that, man, it's a good movie. It is. I just, and I will watch it again for sure. Because I love, like, biopics about... I want to watch, like, Ric Flair Batman. <laughs> no, that sounds... You just want to watch anything to do with Batman. Batman can fight yeah. fucking Donald Trump, and you'd be like, oh, oh, jerking my dick, I'm so ready for this. Yeah, hell's yeah. Batman, Why is he fighting Donald Trump? I don't know, just... He's the first person that came to my mind. That'd be fucking mad. What's <laughs> up? Um, so, yeah, that's the Iron Claw. And speaking... And this is kind of a what horror... It also comes into wrestling. Last night, I went and saw The Undertaker uh, do his stand-up show, the One Dead Man show. And if you want my full thoughts on that, go over and listen to the Dummies of Wrestling podcast where I give you my review on The Undertaker's One Dead Man show. Um, Nice. It was interesting. I'll say that. There were some things that pissed me off about it. So if you want my full review on The Undertaker's stand-up One Dead Man show, then go check out the Dummies of Wrestling podcast. It's out now it? on this feed. You're saying stand-up, but is it really stand-up? Like, like when, when when I mean stand I don't mean stand-up as in, like, comedy. It's just, like, spoken word to her, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I guess that's the right way to say. Spoken word. Okay. He, he, he tells stories and answers fans' questions. That's cool. But, yeah. That is it, man. That's all I've really done um, beyond the fucking decades movies. So, yep. Yep. I noticed that uh, Lisa Frankenstein is now available and um, Rob Hungry really, really enjoyed that movie. 
apparently. Yeah. Which never it, which is, never happens. He usually hates everything, but he seems to really like I think it's, Lisa it's probably his favorite of the year. Yeah, I, th- I wouldn't surprise me. He seems to be going on about it so much. So I guess we should watch it too. So we'll do that next yeah, time. I mean, he's recommended it that highly. Yeah. Yeah. He almost loves it as much as the Final Destination movies. Yeah. Like that that's probably his favorite if they could like maybe do like a Final Destination remake sort of like as a Lisa Frankenstein sequel. Mm. Like yeah. just kind of have them like match together like Final Frankenstein Destination but then and you, just call it that. But then you need like elements of the paranormal activity franchise to be sprinkled mm-hmm. in and like mm-hmm. I, I can just imagine Rob just coming everywhere. Oh, he'd love that so much. Sorry, Rob, for inventing a movie you'll never see that you'd want to see so much. I can just imagine him now, right now, just like listening to this going, I, I didn't say that. I'm, I hate those movies. I'm glad I picked up what you're putting down. Yeah. We love you, Rob. All right. Uh, I think it's about that time where we get into the main focus of this podcast, which is the decades. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with the 1920s versing the 1990s. Yeah, baby. Are you tired of being naked? Then wear shirts with our faces on them. Go to our Facebook group page, Dummies of Horror Super Friends, and there you'll see the red bubble link. Click on it, and you can buy anything with our faces on it. Shirts, Phone cases, clocks, anything you want with our faces on them. Because what the world needs is merchandise with our faces on them. And now for our feature presentation. Yes, yes, yes. It is the decades of horror fight and we've got the 1920s in the left corner versing the 1990s in the right corner and we're going to decide which is the better decade for horror out of these two. Oh boy are you just oh boy are you just excited so excited so am i i'm excited for one of these decades to leave um <laughs> just saying it straight out Look, man, okay, I'm just going to say it straight out. Both of these decades are decent in their own right. One's just very outdated. Sure. Yeah. So let's start. The 90s was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. What a weird shit in the 90s, but we'll get to that. So let's start with the 1920s. Making an intro for this decade was tough. I mean, they didn't have talking in the movies, so I don't know what you expect me to do. I can't put, like, clips from movies into this segment, so I'm just playing some creepy music that came from the 1920s, and, um, yeah, that's all I can really do. I mean, I'm not God, alright? But if you're enjoying this song, it's called The Ghost of the St. Louis Blues by Emmett Miller from 1929. So, um, yeah. Enjoy the song, and I've got to go because he's about to start singing any second. So enjoy. Ah, oh, shit, he's just started. Here we go. Night of the king, keep on in 
The 1920s. Silent film offered the early pioneers a wonderful medium in which to examine terror, as uh, early horror films are surreal, dark pieces owing their visual appearance to the expressionist painters and their narrative style to the stories played out by the Grand Goudinal Theatre Company. I guess I'm probably butchering that, but whatever. Darkness and shadows, such important features of modern horror were impossible to show on the film stock available at the time. So the sequences, for example, in Nosferatu, where we see a vampire leaping amongst gravestones in what appears to be broad daylight, seems doobly surreal to us now. Nonetheless, these early entries to the genre establish many of the codes and conventions still identifiable today. They draw upon the folklore and legends of Europe and render monsters into physical form. Sadly... The fragile of early stock, early film stock means that many of these early attempts at horror have been lost to us, but we, the dummies of horror, have some to speak about. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> you sound so upset. Yeah. <laughs> Look, okay. Uh, firstly, a lot of these 1920 movies are really easy to watch. They're all on YouTube. Um, so if you are in the mood to watch, I like every movie that I'm going to talk about, I watched on YouTube. So you Same. can do that. Yeah, cool. So we're going to talk about the 1920 films that we did watch and get our opinions on them. Um, Luffy, since you did more, please go first. Uh, sure. The first one I watched was uh, Fall of the House of Usher. Okay, that was my first one I watched too. So let's do this together. So, uh, I just recently watched the Netflix series, Ooh. All the House of Usher. Right. And that was fantastic. I really enjoyed that. Um, it was in full color. Uh, everyone talked. Um, <laughs> had special effects. A story that you could, like, hear and sort of decipher. Um... And look, there's going to be a, a, a somewhat of a running theme throughout all of these reviews, uh, which is, I don't know what happened. I don't know who anybody was. Uh, it was really hard to concentrate um, because I finished reading long before the cue card went away. So I got bored and I started doing other things. And then even when I did, like, sit and pay attention and try and, like, see what was happening, I'm like, well, is the would is the words what you just said? Or is the words what you're saying now? Mm. Because it seemed like there was some back and forth and I only saw a sentence. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. And then stuff happens and everything looks bad. And there's music. <laughs> yep, a lot, of, lots of classical music which I love, heaps. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, this one specifically, um, I didn't know what was going on, and I was confused 
and even though I sort of know the story, I went and looked it up on, on Wikipedia, and I was like, oh, I didn't get that at all. Um, uh, four out of ten. Wow, really? I don't like... I don't, I didn't like any of these. <laughs> okay. All right, so... Just to break it up there, this, the the fall of the House of Usher. Let's let's explain what this movie is about for some people like me that haven't seen. I don't it. know. <laughs> people that haven't seen the Netflix series um, might not know, but according to Letterbox, a stranger called Alan goes to the House of Usher. He is the he is the sole friend of Roder- Roderick Usher, who lives in the was. he lives in the eerie house with his sick wife Madeline. When she dies, Roderick does not accept her death, and in the dark night, Madeline returns. Bom bom. Um, I have to say that at times this did drag. I'll give you that. But the visuals are creepy. The story for me was intriguing, and the version... Uh, what version did you watch on YouTube? <laughs> there was one that was like... It was... It had like music from 2022 in it so they redid the music in it and i thought the music was really good i really like the music it's lots of piano and screechy violins most of these yeah pretty much i don't know this one it just it just fit the film that i was watching um that was the highlight of the movie but i enjoyed this movie i did and i appreciated the the way the movie was made for back in, like, we're talking fucking 1928, man. Like, the technology. I, I, know. I know. Yeah. But that, that, that's like, I don't know. I, I get it. It's out. It's very outdated nowadays. Look, the 30s was a struggle. Okay. But they're still like, I could, I could sort of fathom what was happening. Yeah. These, I don't know, my, just my brain, do, I don't know if it's the ADD or what. Like, I just couldn't keep watching it mm-hmm. like it was just so hard to just sit and figure out who the fuck is this guy and who the fuck is these people without them telling me what's happening yeah no the the, the lack of dialogues in these movies was and there was tough. i don't know what it was i don't know if it was this one or other ones but where there's like uh cursive and shit but like heavy cursive yeah and i'm like i don't know what that says <laughs> A lot of these YouTube videos that I notice like, like, do have it'll, subtitles. It'll be in a letter or something. And it's like, I don't know what, I don't know what that letter says. I don't know who you people are. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know who this lady is. I don't know who this... But, and they're just making faces like... Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I understand. And what frustrates me too is they're talking to each other. Yeah. Like you can see them talking. Mm-hmm. But there's no words. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's not like blah, blah, blah talks and then they put the words and then blah, blah, blah talks and then they put the words. Yeah. They're just like quite clearly having a conversation and responding to each other. And we're like, oh yeah, I guess they're talking about the topic. Yep. Yeah. You just have to, you have to pretend and make up your own words. Yeah, I did. And they were just making fart noises to me. So maybe (laughs) I'm not the best pretender. (laughs) Well, I clearly enjoyed this movie more than you. I gave it a 7 out of 10. Nice. Generous. <laughs> is is You already said it, but the, the Netflix show is worth watching? 
Uh, yeah, it's really good. Mm. Is it a similar story? Um, ish. It kind of, it kind of, it kind of pulls from all of Poe's stuff. Yeah. Okay. So there's a little raven in there. There's a little like telltale heart in there. Yep. Uh, A little bit of everything. Right. Okay. 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 Oh, that's interesting. Whereas like Usher is just him burying his wife and then it's like, oh, she wasn't so buried. Uh, or dead, or whatever it is. Yeah. It, there's, like, way more to it. Okay, I'm getting you. Um, I, I don't even know if that was a plot point in the Netflix series, but it's good. It's definitely horror. All right. I may have to watch um, it one day. All, all of all of those things are good, like The Haunting of Hill House and all that shit. Yeah, that's the only one I've seen. I never saw Midnight Mass. Yeah, all, all of them are all good. Yeah, so. okay. All right, nice. Uh, so it's my turn now, and I'm going to talk about a Jump. movie that I'm pretty certain that you didn't watch. Um, so I was just going on YouTube, just searching up what 1920s movies are worth watching, and I came across this YouTube video of like the creepiest films from the 20s and 30s, and mm-hmm. one of those films was a movie called A Page of Madness from 1926. So I watched it, streaming on YouTube if you want to. This is a... Japanese film I'm pretty okay. sure uh, the story is a man takes a job at an asylum with hopes of freeing his imprisoned wife so I will agree with this YouTube video that yes this does have some creepy imagery but and this goes back to what you were saying with House of Usher the lack of title cards and narrative hurts this for me I had no clue what was happening. I could string a little bit of the story together, but the rest of it, I was, I was completely lost. I didn't really understand what was happening. I didn't actually go to Wikipedia and search up the plot because by the end of it, I was just like, I don't, I just don't care. (laughs) Um, but it does have some creepy imagery. I thought the directing was good. Um, yeah. And, and the whole production backstage was actually pretty interesting because they, Apparently they had no money to make this movie and they just slept in this asylum and um, basically made it for no money. And um, apparently this movie was lost for like 40 years and it was recovered in 1970. So What was the movie called again? A Page of Madness. Page of Madness. Okay. Yeah, from 1926. Yeah, dude, I, I won't ever watch it again because I just don't have the brain focus to watch it I had no clue what was really happening so yeah but I still appreciated some elements of it so I gave it a 5 out of 10 okay yep alright your next one um I'll save my favourite for last okay. uh, I watched uh, Wolf Blood from 1925 okay cool I never heard of this so one. this this was supposed to be the earliest werewolf movie. Um, but it isn't. Because there's no werewolf. <laughs> there's really? no transformation or anything. It, it just... Um, again, because so I read the story. What's the story? Uh, what's, what's the plot synopsis? The, the plot is... There's, like, rival fucking logging companies... Uh, and that they're like 
fighting and shit. And then one of them gets injured and then there's a doctor and there's, there's probably like way more to it because it seemed more complicated, but I have no idea. Yeah. Um, and then they couldn't help him. So instead of, uh, getting human blood, they infused him with wolf blood and then he goes crazy. And then, uh, they think he murdered, uh, some of the opposite logging people. Yep. They don't show any of this. <laughs> they just talk about it in the cue cards sometimes. Right. Uh, and then he thinks it's him uh, and he's starting to go crazy and seeing like ghost wolves everywhere. Um, and then he tries to kill himself and then his girlfriend stops him. And, and then the doctor's like, oh, all that wolf madness will pass. And then happily ever after. I love it how you just told me the whole story. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> so, was your thoughts? I was, I was just looking for an hour. Five. <laughs> I don't know. It's all right. Yeah. But again, all of my problems. Lots of cue cards, but not enough cue cards. Yeah. Lots of things happening. I couldn't figure out what. <laughs> Fair. But, like, it's it's just like, I don't, I don't know what it is, man. It, it just, like, I'm watching it and I'm just like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know who these people are. I don't know what is happening. I don't know anybody's name. I don't know their relationships. Like... I struggled so hard to pull plot from these movies. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and it was just frustrating me. Um, and then I'd read the thing and I'm like, oh, is that who that was? I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then they did that. I'm like, oh, I remember that sort of happening. Um, and yeah, but on top of like, it's not even just dialogue they're putting up on the screen. They're putting up like... Uh, like, I remember one of the cards was, like, the power of love or some shit. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's just like, well, you're not just putting up the dialogue. I thought it was just you put up the dialogue, but it's, like, more context and shit. Yeah, okay. As well, or, like, how big the cliff was and stuff like that. Weird. And it's like, well, you could show me how big the cliff is on the camera. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Why are you using your precious cards to fucking tell me? It's easy. Or maybe they forgot to shoot the footage or something. You know what I mean? I'm like, fucking hell, dude. Anyway, uh, uh, it was fine. I'll never watch it again. I'm sad I watched it. And mm-hmm. 1925, uh, five. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Uh, look, look. They did amazing. Uh, there were moving pictures. They probably thought there were demons in the screen and started uh, trying to bless them or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. It was a long time ago. Movies were hard, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I can't. I, I can't. <laughs> Your movie. Fair enough. What's that called again? Wolf Blood. Wolf Blood. It's only an hour. Uh, that one and another one I watched were only an hour, and that's why I picked them. <laughs> Yeah, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Because uh, I did watch one that was, like, two hours. What's the one that was two hours long? Uh, Faust. Oh, okay. Damn, I didn't get to watch that. 
Uh, instead, I always watch one that was almost two hours. And um, this one's been on my list for a long time, and I finally got a chance to watch it. Once again, YouTube, thank you very much. This one is from 1922, so it's over 100 years old now. It is Haxon. Okay. Uh, you didn't watch this? No, I did not. Okay. So what Haxon is about is grave robbing, torture, possessed nuns, and a satanic Sabbath. Benjamin Christensen's legendary film uses a series of dramatic vignettes. Sounds fun. <laughs> we'll get to it. Dramatic vignettes to explore the scientific hypothesis. Oh my god! Hypothesis that the witches of the Middle Ages suffered the same hysteria. I cannot fucking speak today. The mi- the witches of the Middle Ages suffered the same hysteria as turn of the century psychic patients. But the film allows its far itself. <laughs> Do you want me to read it for you? But Go the film it. allows it allows itself. But the film okay. Fuck you, fucked me up. All right. <laughs> Don't blame me. But the film itself is far from serious. Instead, it's a witch's brew of scary, gross, and darkly humorous. Thank you. Thank you for the save. This is basically like half documentary. Spliced in with... Uh, no, it's like a full documentary spliced in with, like, vignettes making up a story. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. So they'll explain, like, scientific, like, um, stuff about witchcraft and black magic and, and what people in the Middle Ages believed in witches and things like that. Um, this movie here is absolutely unnerving. It was great. Okay. It was fucking great, man. This is one of the best silent films to have come out. Uh, it had some really creepy imagery, a fantastic score, and the ways the way the film is told, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, the only nitpick I can give this movie is that it's almost a two-hour film. I think it runs for like an hour and 45 minutes. It was a little long at times, but it was cool. Like, I, There's nothing really in there that I didn't learn because I, I know I, I've I've learned over the years of how witchcraft was done and and the methods they went to to um, kill quote-unquote witches but yep. um, it was the vignettes in this movie were fucking cool they show Satan numerous times and and back in like a movie a hundred years old the makeup effects were actually really, really cool when they showed Satan. Um, Satan is basically just a, what you think Satan looks like. He's just a man with horns and... Horns know, and tail scaly. and red and shit. Yeah, except every time Satan comes on screen, he's got his tongue sticking out and it wiggles really fast. So I thought that was... Every time he came on screen, I started laughing. Um, he's just like licking his tongue like... Like that. Okay, that's funny. <laughs> it was weird, but yeah. But no, it was really cool. Like, it showed, like, how how they condemned witches back in the day, how they did that, like, different ways to put ends to witches and things like that. I had a really good time with this movie, man. I gave it an 8 out of 10. Uh, it is a silent movie, of course, as all these are. But no, this is honestly... Honestly, man, this is going to piss you off, but I would put this up there with The Witch as one of the best witch movies of all time. Okay, I'm sure it's better than The Witch. No. Sorry, nothing's... I don't think there is a better witch movie than The Witch. Sorry. 
Uh, <laughs> I, I'd say Hocus Pocus, but that's just me. Different style of witch. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Haxon. Just a scary. Haxon from 1922. I gave it an 8 out of 10. Really dug this movie, man. Really did. So kind of, kind of, I, I wanted to enjoy one of them. And you didn't? Not really. Okay. All right, well, how many How many do you have left? One or two? Two. Okay. Well, the floor is yours. Uh, I got Terra Island from 1920. Oh, okay. Uh, inventor Harry Harper travels to the South Seas where there is buried treasure belonging to a girl. Beverly West. Naturally, others are after the loot and Beverly's father is being held captive by cannibals until she returns to them with a pearl that belongs to one of their idols. Uh, the climax consists of Harper saving Beverly from a safe which has been lowered into the sea. Uh, this is a Houdini movie. Oh, okay. Uh, it, it's basically just what can we film Houdini doing a bunch of tricks? <laughs> And, uh, it, it was fine. Yeah. Again, it, it's just like, um, it felt really racist. <laughs> Why? Like, it was, it was just, when they were fighting the natives and stuff like that, like having the cue cards up in like broken English. Yeah. And things like that. I was like, uh, <laughs> like, it's just, yeah, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Again, it's another 1920s movie. It was, uh, it was okay. It was fun seeing Houdini because, yeah. you know, it's Houdini. Yep. Um, but I don't know. Five out of 10. I don't care. I don't <laughs> care anymore. I don't care about this movie. You just fucking hated this decade, didn't I you? I really hated it. I hated it. <laughs> I I knocked them all out. Um, I I did try and watch a couple other ones, and I was just like, I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what was your last one? Uh, Faust. Oh, okay, cool. Um, probably my favorite. Um, but look, I'm going to be real. I didn't finish this. Why? Uh, it was long and boring. And I didn't know what was happening. Okay, so... And... Uh, is... I gave it 6 out of 10. <laughs> you can't really score a movie if you didn't finish it. It was on, but I wasn't watching it. <laughs> I'd stop watching so you, it. how can you score it? Yeah, because it wasn't going to do anything else. I liked the imagery. <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> I read the plot synopsis. Okay. So uh, Faust- God and Satan war over the earth to settle things. They wager on the soul of Faust, a learned and prayerful alchemist. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, the God imagery is cool. The devil imagery is cool. Uh, it's probably got the best effects. It's probably the nicest to look at one. But then it's all just like, you know, classical music and pianos and screechy violins and cue yeah. cards and... This one looked like it had the most money pumped into it, for sure. There was lots of people and lots of things going on, which yeah. only served to further confuse me. <laughs> um, I don't like these movies. They're barely movies to me. Uh, and honestly, if I never saw another 1920s movie, I would be happy. 
So have you have you seen Nosferatu? Yep. Okay. I had a feel. I had a weird feeling that you didn't. So I only, only kind of liked that one because I was getting ahead. But <laughs> I think I more remembered the head than the movie. Do I ask from who? Um, someone short. Oh, okay. Never mind. I think I got you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, have you seen the cabinet of Dr. Caligari? No. Okay. That's a 1920s film that I think is worth watching. Not that you're going to do it anyway, but, um, nope. if you were, that's one of the highlights of this decade. I think that and Nosferatu are the, the best movies of this decade. But yeah, look, it was a, it was a tough decade. I'm not going to, look, um, yeah, look, it's a different time. I, I totally get that we wouldn't be here today without these movies, etc., etc. but I don't... I get no joy from watching them. I'm just confused. I don't get it. I can't follow along. I Call me a stupid millennial. I don't give a shit. I just don't, I don't get it. No, I, I, I'm kind of there with you. I can appreciate these I, movies. I, I like... I, the 30s, I could follow along, but I, I just... I couldn't... I can't do it, man. I can't do it. Yeah, see, I... I I like the 30s. I really like the 30s. But, um, yeah, compared to the 20s, the 30s is a lot better. Yeah. Yep. Well, how about we stop talking about the 20s and we go to... Please. Its, um, we go Please. To its, we go to its opponent right now and speak about the 1990s. Sure. Cool. Let's do that. We're going to take a short break and we'll be back with the 1990s. I'm your number one fan. Groovy. What's your favorite scary movie? Groovy. We killed it. Fuck you! <laughs> Be my victim. I am your worst dream come true. I kick ass for the Lord. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Not about us getting lost, we're making a documentary about a witch. Is that me gold? What the hell are you? I'm a leprechaun, Mitty. Helen, I came for you. Okay, you guys, listen up. People pay good money to see this movie. When they go out to a theater, they want cold sodas, hot popcorn, and no monsters in the projection booth. Do I have to come up there myself? Do you think the Grimsters can stand up to the Hulkster? Well, if I were you, I'd run the rest of Gremlins too, right now. Sorry, folks. It won't happen again. The 1990s. By the end of the 1980s, horror had become so reliant on gross-out gore and buckets of liquid latex that it seemed to have lost its power to do anything more than shock and then amuse. Peter Jackson's Brain Dead is the perfect example. The original creations of the late 70s, early 80s were simply pastiches of their former selves. 
Their power to chill, long having disappeared in a slew of sequels and over-familiarity. It seemed that horror had become safe, a branded commodity. Jason, Freddy and Michael, the rest. Bring in easy recognition and a rigid set of expectations. The uncanny had somehow become the norm, tame and laughable. However, each generation needs something to be scared of and yearns for its fears to be fairly represented on a screen. Finding no satisfaction in sequels, Generation X got its own special brand of boogeyman, the serial killer. It can be argued that the so-called psychological thriller took precedence over horror in the first half of the 1990s, and indeed many dark, disturbing films of this period describe themselves as thriller, not horror. Yet directors such as Jonathan Demme, uh, I'm guessing I'm saying that right, were adopting the codes and conventions of the horror genre, one pacing their plot when resent, when resent, when representing their characters and when manipulating the shock slash suspense mechanisms of their audience. It's just that they weren't admitting to making horror films, thus avoiding any association or comparison with the Splatter crew. There was a perceived need, as there were was at the beginning of the 1960s, for adult intelligent horror, and it was provided in the form of disturbing, violent thrillers such as Silence of the Lambs. As horror appeared to run out of original ideas, more filmmakers turned to remaking old ones, reinterpreting old narratives through a postmodern 1990s lens. Hence movies like Exorcist 3, which plays not on society's anxieties about its children's, but about its old and infirm. And A-list, big-budget reworkings of the two classic Dracula and Frankensteins. So that was basically the 1990s. A few other things here and there, but um, yeah. Let's start. So you had sure. six movies to talk about. I have three. I did. So you're going to go first, obviously. <laughs> sure. I'm just going to go down my list. All right. So, first one I watched is a movie that I had never seen before, that some people couldn't believe I'd never seen before. Um, but that was uh, Tremors from 1990. Wow, you haven't seen that before? Nope. I don't believe that. Yeah. See? Alright. Cool. That fits well. Uh, so, if you don't know... Then you should know. Hey, Candyman, Val McKay... And Earl Bassett can barely eke out a living in the Nevada hamlet of perfection. Uh, so they decide to leave town, despite an ad... ad... monition? Ah, how's it feel like now? Feel like a stupid idiot with no beard. <laughs> um, despite an admonition from a shapely seismology co-ed who's picking up odd readings on her equipment... Before long, Val and Noel discover what's responsible for those readings. 30-foot-long carnivorous worms with a proclivity for sucking their prey underground. In short form, this movie's about earthworms. Yeah. But big. Bigums. Everyone knows what Tremors is. I can't believe you haven't seen this movie. Holy fuck. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. My kids, have, my kids and I have done a review on this movie. I haven't. Yeah, I know. You Just because you're you're a bad horror mentor. <laughs> oh, 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 all right. Yeah, that's what that comes down to. Go on, talk to me. <laughs> um, man, this is fun. Yeah, 
fun movie. Uh, for fucking PG, like from like, it's PG, right? From memory. Uh, yes, P- PG thirteen, M rated here. Yeah, it was like it was pretty violent and had some swears in it and some swears. It was, it was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, I was genuinely like, oh, well, they're on the roof now, so I can't get them. <laughs> you know. And shit like that, like, it really had me, like, guessing and twisting and turning and shit. And I was, like, trying to figure out how these worms work. And, yeah, it was just really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I gave this motherfucker an 8 out of 10. Nice, dude. Nice. Yeah, you know it was what? really good. Something that I need to do this year is watch, <clears throat> watch the whole franchise. Yeah, I'm down. Because I've never seen any of the sequels. Okay. I've seen the first so many times. I've never seen part two to like part five or six they're up to now who knows I know I know that they they start flying so <gasps> Flemers <laughs> no they're called Graboids oh okay and there's other ones called Ass Blasters <laughs> yeah that's yeah. funny I don't know much about it but yeah I definitely need to watch the franchise but nice nice dude thanks man uh, okay, so for my first one, <clears throat> I watched a movie, a remake of a 30s movie that I watched. Yes, I might have also watched this, but yes. From 1996, The Island of Dr. Moreau. Oh, I did not watch this. Oh, okay. So this is this is the one that everyone knows about because of the, um, the backstage production, um, starring Val Kilmer and Marlon Brando and Feruza Bulk. Um, so the story of this is a shipwrecked sailor stumbles upon a mysterious island and is shocked to discover that a brilliant scientist and his lab assistant have found a way to combine human and animal DNA with horrific results. Oh, this also stars Ron Perlman as well. Nice. Yep. Yeah. So if you remember my chat about the 1930s version of this film, I fucking loved it. And I wanted to check the remake out, and I missed the boat on the '70s one, but I'll get I'll get back around to that. So I checked the 1996 one out, and I can tell that this movie is sloppy, and I can tell that there was some backstage interference with the making of this movie. But I don't care. I fucking love this movie so much. This movie was entertaining as fuck. I just had such a good time with it. That makes me happy. The the effects of the animal people are so cool. They look fucking great. I just... I, I, I Whoever did the makeup effects, I don't know who, who did it, but I thought they did a really good job. The story is cool. I just... I had a really good time with this movie, man. I really did. And it's one... I, I watched it in the worst setting ever. Um, I started watching it when I was home alone. And then, like, the kids came home. But I was so engrossed yep. with the movie that I couldn't stop watching it. So I had to pause it for a bit and then come back to it and then pause it and then come back to it. I just, I couldn't wait to watch it when they were asleep. Yeah. So I probably watched it in the worst setting, but I just, I needed to know what was going to happen. I just had a really <laughs> good time with this movie, man. I gave it an eight out of 10. So the nice. honor of Dr. Moreau, um, yeah, good time. I, I see that Rob Hungy has also watched this movie. He it looks like he gave it a three out of 10. Um, which is weird because Rob usually loves every movie that he watches. 
I know, so odd. It is. So do you like? Do you rate this over the thirties one? Or, d- or different? The thirties is a better made movie, but I would watch this over the thirties just because of how over the top it is and the and the effects of the animals. Mm. Yeah. yeah, Val Kilmer is fucking crazy in this movie too. That's mad. Yeah. So yeah, I I want Doctor Moreau. I, I really enjoyed it. So, yeah. I want to check it out just to watch it. Do it. Do it. I want to know your thoughts. All okay. Right. Your next one. Continuing on with my tradition of watching a Body Snatchers movie every fucking... Oh. Uh, every decade. Yeah. <laughs> I watched uh, Body Snatchers from 1993. I didn't even realize it was a fucking remake. Um, to like, you know, a good chunk into it. And I was like, God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I actually, I actually didn't either. I didn't realize this was it either. Yeah. It's uh, it's another invasion of the body snatchers movie. It's just called body snatchers. Well, there you go. uh, 1993. It's a, it's another one of these. So Uh, completely different stuff happens. Um, look, I was honestly just, I was bummed that it was another body snatchers movie. (laughs) I didn't mean to watch it, um, but it um pretty slow start, uh, but again had some sort of cool stuff at the ending. So uh, I still gave it a seven. I don't want to spoil too much, um, but yeah, it, it was like a cool, cheesier sort of nineties version. I think the the best one is still the thirties. Uh, the seventies one had its cool parts, and the nineties one has its cool parts too. Do you mean the fifties, not the thirties? Sorry, the fifties one. My yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say you're confusing me. Okay, yeah. so the fifties, then the seventies, then the nineties. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're they, getting worse. So if they did <laughs> one this decade, it'd be the yeah. lowest. I, I, gave, I gave it a zim minus. Okay, so it's still high. You still enjoyed the yeah, story. Yeah, I still enjoyed it. Like it's still good, but okay. like. Like I said, it's just... I've watched a lot of body snatching movies. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, the next one I watched is a movie that I've never seen before, and this is going to shock a lot of people, that I've never seen this movie before. Okay. Silence of the Lambs. No, I'm joking. Um, (laughs) No, I watched Seven. You know, the Brad Pitt movie. Oh, shit. Never seen it before. Yeah, never seen it before. Dang. Finally thought, well, this is the time. This What's is a time. The yeah, so for the people that haven't seen it, uh, just like me, two homicide detectives are on a desperate hunt for a serial killer whose crimes are based on the seven deadly sins. That's all I'm going to say. This movie is universally praised. Oh, no. And <laughs> you know where this is going, don't you? Oh, no. Eh? Oh. Eh? Oh. Look, okay. I don't think that this is a horror movie. No, this is this is I'm a surprise you watched it. Everyone kept telling me it was. It's it's a fucking cop drama based around a serial killer. I don't yeah. Alright, it had some cool moments. And that ending, like the what's in the box is quite shocking. I honestly, for this longest time, just assumed that the movie ended with we're not going to find out what's in the box. 
and it's going to be left to our own devices. I thought that's how the movie ended. And then you do find out what's in the box, and I'm like, holy shit. Okay. Yeah, you find out. <laughs> yeah. You find out for sure. I, like, you don't see it, but yeah, they tell you. Um, I didn't expect that. That was pretty fucking full on. Yeah. But the, the, the I'm just not a fan of buddy cop movies detective movies I just never have been I never will be I don't care I don't care for cop movies at all even comedies like what's the one with um uh Will Farrell and Mark Wahlberg where the rock dies at cop the start out? no not cop out um um uh I you know, know what you mean yeah you yeah. know the one I mean everyone sucks guys? that yeah yeah that's right everyone sucks that movie's dick I, do, I just don't care I've never been a fan of cop movies and this one is just the same. I just, I, I honestly, there was moments in this movie where I was bored and I started yeah. playing on my phone and I'm like, I, I'm lost. I don't care. I really mm. don't. Uh, it's, it's a cool synopsis. It's a cool story. And I know people are yelling at me right now. They're like, Seven is the best movie ever. It's the best 90s movie ever. I, I disagree. I'm sorry, man. I wasn't a fan. I gave, yeah. I still, okay, I stay, I still gave it a six. Mainly because of that ending. Because the mm. ending came out... I did not expect that ending. But um, beyond that, I just... Eh. Yeah, I just wasn't huge into it. So, Fair sorry. Enough. Sorry, not for me. Um, That's it. <laughs> seven. Cool. Seven right. for seven. Yeah. Your next okay. one, sir? Uh, my next one was... Uh, People Under the Stairs. Oh, nice. 1991. Uh, yeah. Like a, a Wes Craven special. I should really, like, get ready before I say the title. <laughs> um, but, you know, I wouldn't just stall, you know, verbally <laughs> while I look them up. So the movie is about people being under the stairs. True. Uh, in every neighborhood, it turns out, there is one house where adults whisper about and children cross the street to avoid. Uh, when young Poindexter fool Williams breaks into the creepy, immense old home of his family's greedy and uncaring landlords, he uncovers a disturbing scenario underneath the stairs and in the walls and in the roof and in sort of like every room. But, you know. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's a weird movie, but you loved it. I liked it. <gasps> okay, I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't say I loved it, but I liked it. I, I liked it uh, a good amount. I'll say. Okay, cool. I don't. I, I don't want to spoil it. I mean, I know the title sort of spoils it. Yeah, but. I don't want to say too, too yeah, much. Don't, don't, You've seen don't, it, yeah? Yeah, uh, it's been a long time. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I will say it's gory and enjoyable. I don't love the characters. Mm. Um, but... For the mo- and, uh, like, uh, it felt... I think if I was watching it with more of my brain turned on, it would feel more plot-holy. Yeah. Um, but I enjoyed the ride. And uh, I'm going to give it uh, a Zim Plus. Like, I, I enjoyed it more than I didn't enjoy it. That's you cool, know? man. That's that's a that's a good review. I, it's a movie I need to rewatch. I've seen it only the once, and it's been a long time, so I don't really remember uh, much about it. But, 
I'd I'd like to revisit it. Mm. I I'd find it's definitely a watchable movie for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, so my next one is another movie that I've never seen before, and this is another movie that I've heard many people say, "What the fuck? How haven't you seen this movie?" Straight to my face. What the fuck? How haven't you seen that movie? Straight to your face. <laughs> Stir of Echoes from 1999. It was on my list. I didn't quite get to it. <laughs> oh, okay. Have you seen it before? No. Okay. Well, the story is, in every mind there is a door that should never be opened. After being hypnotized by his sister-in-law, Tom Witzke begins seeing haunting visions of a girl's ghost and a mysterious, uh, sorry, a mystery begins to unfold around her. Uh, yeah, this is a movie that I'm, I'm kicking myself I didn't see earlier. Me and, me and the, me and the wife, uh, watched this together and we both really enjoyed it. It's definitely horror, but it's more of a mystery horror. It's one of those kind of connect the dots movies. I I put it like in the same camp as maybe like a butterfly effect, but not as all over the place. Um, where you're just following the clues and then the ending leads to the big um, confirmation and all that stuff. But I really liked it, man. I thought it was a really enjoyable time. The story had me hooked. Kevin Bacon is the star of this movie. I thought he did a really good job. I, I think it's a really, really well done movie and definitely one that is uh, deserving of a watch or a rewatch. I, this is one that I would definitely rewatch um, again. You think I'd like it? Yes. Yes, I do. Sweet. I want to give yeah. it. I want to give it a go. It sounds interesting. It is. It is. It's a good movie. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I gave it an eight out of ten. Nice. So yeah. So stir of echoes from nineteen ninety nine. Uh, next next one I watched was a movie from nineteen ninety the second, uh, called Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I had never seen this. Oh, what? Yep. How, you fucking you love the series. How haven't you seen the movie? Don't know. I like the series. I didn't. I haven't watched the movie. I heard the movie almost has almost nothing to do with the series. So yeah, I'm never really interested <laughs> in watching it. So I thought I'll give it a go. And okay. um, yeah, so blonde bouncy Buffy is your typical high school cheerleader, but all that changes when a strange man informs her that she's been chosen by fate. To kill vampires. Uh, this was my uh, bi-weekly filling of Donald Sutherland that I'm apparently getting a lot lately. Yep. Because uh, he, he plays it. the uh, strange man who informs her. Uh, it's also got... It's got a lot of people in it. Do you want to list some? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Uh, it's got Donald Sutherland. It's got your mate Paul Rubens. It's got uh-huh. Luke Perry. It's got Hilary Swank in oh, it. In peace. It's got David yeah. Arquette in it. Oh, nice! It's got Ricky Lake in it. Apparently, I don't remember. But yeah, there's like a lot of fucking. That is a big uh, cast. Even the main vampire dude is like someone pretty famous. I just don't remember his name. Um, but yeah, it was like pretty jam packed. I I had fun with it. I it's it's fun to look back at the dumb nineties ness of it, 
Yeah. And it like it honestly felt more like um like a very late eighties movie than more than a nineties movie, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I'm following. Like it was very like super colourful and like shapes on everything and shit. Like it's a very very early, early nineties movie feeling movie. When um, when did it come out? Ninety two. Oh, okay. So it's still got that eighties y feel to it a little bit. Um, yeah. It's It's fine. It's fine. It's fun. Like if you if you like Buffy, uh <laughs> this is a completely different thing. But if you want like a silly fucking horror teen movie from the nineties, sure. Yeah, okay. Does that make sense? Sure, like man. it's doesn't take itself too seriously um uh, don't go in expecting a fucking masterpiece or anything but yeah it's just it's a silly dumb movie that exists how how they got to the series i'll I'll fucking from this i have no idea but yeah a lot a lot of it was me being like this different in the show so (laughs) fair enough yeah all right next one oh just yeah i'm just gone huh yeah i'm i'm done you done? All right. Next one, uh, Staying on the Vampire Train, is uh, a movie about where they do, like, interviews with one. Oh, God. Okay. You don't like it? No, I do not, I do not like this movie. I don't like yeah. Anne Rice stories. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Romantic um, vampires can suck a dick. I really like this one. I know, I, everyone does Every, I'm the only person in the world that I know of that doesn't like this movie it's it's pretty long for a a detractive thing mm-hmm. um but yeah it's got some cool people in it like you know Brad Pitt Tony Banderas Christian Slater uh Kirsten Dunst like yep. it, it's a good time and it's like it gets pretty fucking gory I think it was pretty cool I, I don't I don't love the period pieces but you know it is what it is yeah um yeah it was really cool how he never just died and there were so many stunts in it and I'm sure like he did all of them um <laughs> go on I know, I know what you're fucking thinking. Well, because yeah. the main guy, like, well, he's not the main guy. The main guy's like Brad Pitt, but like the main like antagonist is um is Tom Cruise. Yeah. Right. And yep. like, like oh, it was a stunt heavy movie, I think. And I'm just saying, like, I don't know if you're aware, <laughs> but like usually, not always, but usually I've heard it. That you know, Tom Cruise kind of does his own stunts, which is pretty impressive. Wow! Go yeah. get our Tom Cruise does my own stunts T-shirt on Redbubble. He's such fun. a cool, hectic dude. What a man! Yeah, yeah. What a manly sure man! Sure is. <laughs> he's not gay or short or anything. <laughs> Wait, he's gay? I don't know, probably. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like a dude to be real Scored mad Katie if I said Himes. that. Probably, yeah. <laughs> like real mad, like unreasonably upset. 
Yeah, probably. But yeah. Because, like... All right, so... The, the correct answer to that is, and? <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, that's that's true. But, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a cool movie, man. Uh, really long, but I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I give it an 8 out of 10. Wow, really? Yeah, I quite liked it. Ugh. I thought it was fun. Yeah, okay. Everyone seems to dig that movie. Um, the the characters were just charming as fuck. Oh, charming vampires, because that's what we need. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, it's really great. <laughs> All right, nineteen ninety, arachnophobia. Oh shit! Uh, I'm a curious. Spider. From the jungles of South America is accidentally transported in a crate with a dead body to America where it mates with a local spider and soon after the residents of a small California town disappear as the result of spider... Well, they don't disappear. They fucking die. <laughs> disappear from life, I guess. <laughs> uh, from the bites of deadly spider offspring. It's up to a couple of doctors with the help of an insect exterminator to annihilate these eight-legged freaks. That's a different David Arkent Spider movie later. <laughs> That's in the 2000s. We don't talk yeah. about that right now. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Which I actually should, because I haven't seen that. Oh, dude, it's so much fun. Um, I- yeah, fuck, dude. I-, I can't believe I've not watched this before. It's, it's basically... Look... I was maybe amping it up a little bit too much in my head because I wanted the, to, this to mm, be the okay. anaconda of of spiders. Yeah. And it's fucking almost, right? Like, almost. Like, yeah. John Goodman in this is, is almost... He's the like, best part of this movie. Holy fuck. He's almost... Uh, what's his face in Anaconda? John Voight. Um, almost. John yeah, almost. Um, but, How old but is John Je- Goodman? Jeff Daniels is just a little too serious for it. And also, fuck, dude, that's scary. There's, there's one spider bite gets you, and all those spiders. Yeah. Fuck yeah. that. Fuck that shit. Um, this, this is, like, yep. genuinely funny and scary. And... Uh, like goofy. Uh, like yeah, I just enjoyed it. It was it was not quite like a ten out of ten Anaconda. It might have been if I watched it back in the day. But it was uh, I fucking like I really like this movie. Uh, I give it eight and a half out of ten. Nice. Okay, that's a good score, dude. Yeah, it was like it was all practical effects. There were webs everywhere. I, w- I wanted, yep. I kind of, like, there was part of me that just wanted a giant spider. Like a really giant one. Uh, yeah, you need to watch Eight-Legged Freaks for that. Okay. There's a big spider, yeah. and that's cool, but there's not a giant spider. And that's what I wanted. I wanted them to, like, pop into it, and it fucking yeah. comes out of the shadows, and it's like, uh, mandibles are, like, as big as fucking arms and shit. <laughs> you know? That would have been fucking mad. Sorry, I'm just and looking John at Candy, like, John Goodman him in the right face. now. John, John Goodman, not John Candy. John Candy? 
yeah, he's there too. John the Goodman's seventy one years old. <clears throat> Have you seen what John Goodman looks like these days? Yeah, he's gravity's happened. No, like he's lost like heaps of weight. Oh really? Like he does not he does not even look like John Goodman anymore. It's fucking crazy, man. He's lost heaps of weight. He's like nice. skinny good now. And like, yeah. Yeah, age has not been good to him. <laughs> he hasn't done a movie for a while. Well, not that I've seen. Not a big movie anyway. It's going to be sad when he passes. I really yeah. like John Goodman. Me too. Yeah. I- I'm surprised he's still alive, to be honest. Yeah. He looked yeah, like he lived he a good life. he was big back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it his was daughter's a, not bad. A lot of a lot of booze too. Yeah, I'm sure. Hmm. Yeah, his daughter's not bad looking. Yeah. Well, hello. Fuck, his wife's pretty good. good too. Jeez, see what money does. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um. All right. Yeah, they're not bad. <clears throat> yeah. All right, you got another one, or are you done with the nineties? That's it. I'm done with the nineties for for now. That's it. Wow, That's wow, it. we are. That's all I got. Uh, okay. Wow, well, we. that leads us. <laughs> that leads us. Oh, speaking about the nineties, John yeah. Goodman's daughter was born in 1990. Nice. Hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, let's get into. Let's get into the fight. So, before we do that, I did the count of movies per decade. Yep. Um, 1920. How many horror movies you reckon came out in 1920s? I don't know. One, one, one or two. <laughs> Just take a stab. Have a guess. 50. Oh, you are close, man. 46. Dang. And this is this is coming from Wikipedia. I go off Wikipedia because it's the easiest to count, but, um, yeah, I could be wrong, but 46 I've counted. 1990s, have a guess how many came out in the 90s. 400. Oh, fuck, really? See, I was guessing more closer to 1,000, but I would have been incorrect too. 581. Oh, that's pretty close. You were close, yeah. So I thought there would be a lot more movies in the 90s, but apparently not. So, yeah. All right, let's get to the fights. All right, question number one. This is to determine which decade moves on and which stays. Which um, which decade had the more influential films? Ooh, shit. 90s. How so? How so when you I, really break it down? How so when I really break it down? Yeah, uh, how like how did they have them. more? Inf- <laughs> that's that's got nothing to do with. <laughs> Dude, shit had Silence of the Lambs. Shit had Candyman. Yeah. Dead alive. But the twenties. But the twenties had. The Cabinet of Doctor. You, know, you haven't seen it, but the Cabinet of Doctor Caligari was very influential back in the day. So was Nosferatu. Um, what what 90s films were really that influential? I mean, you could say Scream, sure. Influential in, like, 
True. That is very true. That is very true. Um, beyond that. Beyond that? Yeah. I don't know. See, the Blair Witch... The Blair Witch kind of... See, here's the thing about the Blair Witch. The Blair Witch kind of brought to life the found footage. But at the same time, I don't feel it did. It did for a little bit, and then Paranormal Activity came out, and that's what really gave it the boost that it needed. That's how I feel anyway. But you have a good spot with that. But at the same time, this one's tougher than I thought, actually. Um... Like the 20s gave life to I think the lack of dialogue dialogue from the 20s movies where they they worked more with the shadows and the dark imagery and stuff like that really gave birth to more of the creepier scenes that we see in today's movies I, I still you know, think I'm, there was a lot of influential movies from the 90s but I can give you a point to the 20s if you really want it's up, no it's up to you I'm going the 20s on this point I am I'm giving some love to the 20s for more influential. I'd say, like, doing meta things like Scream and things like that was a 90s thing. Yeah. I mean, it definitely is. It's it's hard, dude. It actually is a hard one to pick. I just don't think that the 90s had as many influential films as the, as the 20s, so I'm giving my point to the 20s. Okay, what are I'm you still going giving with? mine to the 90s, honestly. Okay. Yeah, no, that's cool. All right, question two. Which decade had the more enjoyable films? The more what, sorry? 90s. <laughs> Which decade had the more enjoyable films? Oh, enjoyable 90s, yeah. I I agree. That one. That one's easy, yeah. Uh, which decade had more original and unique films, not remakes or sequels? <sighs> more I original mean, films, 20s. not remakes or sequels? Yes. Am I cutting out a lot? Yeah. Fuck. Okay. Yeah, which decade had more original and unique films? Mm. Well... I'm going to say the 90s. Because it just had a shit ton more. Um, Not all of them were remakes and sequels. Not all of them, but did the 20s have any remakes? Or any sequels? Do you count just making them from a book? Oh. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Like, I mean, my, my favorite 90s movies are not remakes and or sequels. Hmm. Anaconda, not a remake or sequel. Arachnophobia, not a remake and or sequel. Dead Alive, not a remake S- and or yeah. sequel. Scream. Cannibal the Musical, not a remake and or sequel. <laughs> Deep Blue Troll Sea. Two. The Craft. Troll. Yeah. Yeah, like true. Placid. Alright, look, you've won me over. You've won me over. My favourite 90s films... (laughs) My favourite 90s movies are, like, ones that came from books. Like, 
Misery and Candyman. So if we're going to go to the books, then... Yeah, I, I think I think just because the numbers don't lie, there are more films that came out in the 90s, so I'll give it to the 90s for this. Mm-hmm. You as well? Yep, 90s. Okay. Which... Question number four. Which decade had more importance in horror? Now, this one's hard too. This one's really hard. Because you brought up Blair Witch, and then we've got Scream, which kind of reinvigorated the slasher genre. Yeah. You have Silence of the Lambs which is very important in horror. It's like one of the only horror movies that got an award. And yes, I say Silence of the Lambs is a horror movie. But then you got the 20s. Nosferatu says it all. That's one of the most important films in horror. Sure. But... I would argue, right? Yes. That... That's about it. Oh, no, Doctor... Uh, the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Yeah. But is that general public kind of like... Or is that just like film nerd It's German shit? expressionists. It's, it's, like, it's, it's film nerd shit. It's German expressionists. I, I, th- um, I think most people can only name Nosferatu as like a 1920s yeah. horror movie. Pretty you much. Know what I mean, like, Pretty it's much. one very influential horror movie because it's a vampire movie. Yeah. I'm. I know you're going to the nineties, so I'm going to give some love for the twenties here. Sure. Look. So I'll, I'll. I I think. Like like you were saying, man, I think that the 90s was trying to be more clever and more cerebral and more meta and more like, hey, it's not just face value. Let's twist it and turn it and fucking turn it around like Silence of the Lambs and fucking Scream and Seven and yep. Ringu and like, you know, or, or like From Dust Till Dawn is on here too. Like, yeah, <laughs> where it, 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 it's like half the movie is a completely different fucking thing. Like it just like mashing yeah. up genres and shit. Sixth Sense, you know. Yeah, that's like I'm still gonna go to the twenties. I'm still picking the twenties. You're going the nineties. I I totally get the twenties pick. Um, I get that they're somewhat influential, but I think for me, my argument is somebody making a movie now. Would they be drawing more from 90s movies? Or would they be drawing more from 1920s movies? That's what I'm... Depends. That's that's my argument. I don't know. I'm sure Robert Eggers is drawing more from the 20s, considering his remake in Nosferatu. <laughs> sure. I get I get where you're coming from. I do. I do. Sure. But that's, that, that's my argument. Not everyone will be. Yeah. Not everyone will be drawing more from 90s movies, but I think people that are making movies now would sort of be our age and I'm sure they'd go back and watch these movies but I'm sure what influenced them and what now is you know a lot of more modern movies yeah 
and yeah, nah. some of the movies that I listed, like, um, like you said, Candyman, Misery, shit like that. Yeah, like you make if, you make a good argument. Fuck, there's another one, The Crow. <laughs> like, they're remaking that now. Yep. Yeah. No, look, you make a you make a compelling argument. I respect your wishes, and I'll put you down for the nineties. Thank you. All right. Last question here. This is <laughs> I, I'm just, I've already written down the answers for both of us here, but which decade do you prefer? Nineties. Yep. <laughs> it's the nineties. I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm sorry, twenties fans. Like I am. Like I just really don't like them. I don't like them. They're not, they're not enjoyable. They're barely movies to me. Yeah. You know, I no, I can I, see look. little little bits and specks and stuff and and where like, you know, it's like yes, they're moving pictures and shit and they guess they probably influenced anything like everything we watch now and all that kind of shit, but like man, they're just not f- as f- for entertainment value. They're, they're very low value. <laughs> yeah, no. As far as I'm, I'm the same concerned, dude. I'm happy to be wrong, but whatever. I don't you, think we're you'd wrong. You'll never here. be able to force me to like a 20s movie. I I think the age gap, like we're talking movies that are like coming up to, or if not, they're already older are, than hundred years 100 old. Years old. <laughs> yeah. Like the 20s is a decade that is very outdated, obviously. It's a hundred years old decade we're talking. The movies back then were great, but we've come a long way since then. So, yeah, yeah. it's fair to say that it is a losing battle with the twenties. I don't think I don't think going in, the twenties really had a shot at all. Mm, but it it, it was fun to look back at them and yeah. No, I, I was I was the second I I said we're doing the twenties. I I knew the twenties wasn't advancing, but. It was fun to look back at some of these films and see. Maybe not for you, but for me it was. Yeah. Look, you're you're more into it, man. Like you would have seen like a little bit deeper and tried to pay more attention and man, I was I was trying, I was trying, but fucking I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't do it. It's yeah, it is hard. It is. So that leaves the final scores with the 1920s gets a 2 points and the 1990s gets a total of 8. So the 1990s advances, and we say goodbye to the 1920s. That's it. Cool. (laughs) Do you want to say a few last words for the 20s? Say goodbye to them? No, I'm good. Let them go. (laughs) Well, people, that concludes this episode of the Dummies of Horror. Thank you again for joining us. Next time... We are going to be tackling the 1940s versus the 2010s. This one's going to be This one's going to be interesting cuz um I don't actually know what I'm going to watch for the 2010s. There's a lot of movies like I started yeah, podcasting I mean, that's, that's in the when 2010s. You started doing the shows when you were like watching everything. Yeah, exactly. Like if you look up so, best horror of the 19 uh, uh of the 2010s, 2010s. You're going to see a bunch of shit you've already seen, so... Exactly. I, but going to the 40s, yeah. I mean, off the top of my head, we've got The Wolfman. Um, 
House of Frankenstein, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, the Mummy's Hand, the Curse of the Cat People, the Leopard Man, um, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, fuck yes. I Walked with a Zombie, a lot of, yeah, universal monsters. Um, The Ape, Dead of Night, um, oh, here's one you can watch, um, The Body Snatcher. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck yeah. (laughs) Get into it. The Ghost of Frankenstein. House of Dracula, um, King of the Zombies, Invisible Ghosts, yeah, Sunset a lot of Island a lot of Boris Karloff in there. I'm sure. I hope no, there's not. I've already checked that up. <laughs> Man-made monster. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of Boris Karloff in there. Yeah, and then like the the 2010s, like we've seen so many more of of that. Um, what do you got? It Follows, Hereditary, The Witch, The Babadook, The Conjuring, Sinister. Um, Your Next, Evil Dead, Get Out, um, Us, Halloween, Creep. Mm-hmm. Have you have you seen Creep? I haven't seen Creep. Dude, put that on your list to watch. Okay. It's fucking great. Um... Yeah, it will be an interesting decade to watch with the 2010s. I don't actually know what I'm going to watch. I'm going to find some... I'm going to try and find some deeper cuts in the 2010s. Because I've seen all the mainstream stuff. I'm finding some good stuff to watch, so... Yeah, it will be interesting. But uh, that's for next episode. I think it's going to be a lot of fun stuff for me. Matt, yeah, probably same. But until then, guys, thank you guys for checking out the Dummies of Horror podcast. If you want more, we have a Patreon page open, Dummies of Horror, for, or patreon.com forward slash Dummies of Horror. Check it out. We've got so much bonus, bonus content over there. Uh, brackets, top 10 lists, Arnold Schwarzenegger praise videos, heaps of different stuff over there. So go check it out. If you want to join, you're more than welcome to. And if you guys could do something super just comment on this episode give it a like do something like that uh all all the activity on facebook or instagram really helps us and Mm. um we'd like to hear what you guys thought of the episode too so give us some comments and uh let us know what you thought about this episode if you're sick of of us talking about the decades then let us know um tell us how we can get smarter yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got nothing. Um, so yeah, next time we'll be doing 2010s versus the 1940s. And that is it, baby. That is it, man. Mushroom, you have yourself a splendid week. Shout outs to um, our good friends, Scott and Heather. Love yeah. those guys. They're cute as a button. Shout outs to um, the lover of all films, Robert Hungry. He's good fun. And shout out to all our good friends on podcasts, the Horror Turns, the Padded Room Podcast, all those good guys, the the Kill the Cast. We love you all. Yep, you have nothing to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired, yo. Let me okay. go to bed. Okay, we're going. Dip. Where the viaduct looms like a bird
You're one microscopic cog in his catastrophic plan, designed and directed by his red rat. 